Welcome to The Stare Down, sports talk and real estate with Sean Carpenter of Coldwell Banker in Columbus, Ohio, Bill Rissa of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida, and Todd Meininger of Cummins, Georgia. Listen in as they discuss the week in sports and toss in a pinch of real estate too. Now your hosts, Sean, Todd and Bill. Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Staredown. It's the weekly sports talk and real estate show amongst friends who talk a lot about sports and just a little about real estate. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio, joined by my regular benchmates, Bill Risser in St. Petersburg, Florida, Todd Meininger, coming Georgia. Sitting this one out because he's actually working tonight is Shay Brewer, Portland Trailblazer team member. What's up, Bill? How you doing, man? Uh, doing great. I was just out on the balcony. A cool breeze is blowing. I think the last 90-degree day was Saturday. We're headed for an overnight low of 67. Wow. We, got, we unpacked our parkas. We are ready for winter in St. Petersburg. Wow. And, and mm. going to golf today in, the, in that brisk air? No, well, it was in the 80s when I played today. Okay. <laughs> so it was it was steamy but uh, and, and pretty humid. And I played uh, not too well, but but had my had a couple of birdies. I've been regularly scoring, you know, having a few birdies every round, Sean. And you know our game. That's a skins game mm-hmm. for birdies. I had my 15th and 16th consecutive birdies cut by somebody else. I've got paid on zero for 16 straight birdies. Man. This you're bad gonna, luck. Yeah, you're almost going to have to chip in on a par five or, you know, do something, you know? Get an eagle on a par five, yeah. It sucks. It just yeah. sucks. Yeah. Well, I'll just keep making them. It's always nice to put some circles on the card, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of fun. It's always fun. Are I, you kidding me? I started my round with a, with a four-foot birdie putt on number one, and I ended my round with a five-foot birdie putt on 18. So That's pretty, a great day. It, you know, when you start a round with a birdie, and um, when your score of three and the – First degree of the temperature is a three. Uh, that's a good good way to start. Uh, we started it with, it was uh, thirty seven when we started. It was thirty nine when we finished. Oh my word! That's that's dedication. Wow, yeah, that's but, tough. Yes, it's it was tough. a nice day to start. Todd, what's going on with you, bud? How was it? How was the ATL? Uh, high of sixty three today, Bill. Low of forty. So we wow. uh, we, we our high is not going to get uh, lower than your low today. Right. Uh, Played a little tennis today, Sean, keeping on the sports theme. And uh, unfortunately, was average as grits and needed uh, needed uh, an A game, me and my doubles partner, to uh, have a chance. But uh, certainly good good fun to sweat and compete. Um, I think it's maybe not sweat golfing in the winter, but it's it's that's why we go out there, right, to, to keep the, the blood flowing and good competition. Right. Awesome. Cool. Well, guys, there's lots of sports to talk about. Let's let's jump in quickly to the ones that won't take very long. Uh, NHL, uh, just a, a quick um, – anything happening in the NHL that you guys have seen? Uh, Bill, how's your lightning doing? Uh, fine. They're, they they lost their first game, and I think they've won three straight since. Uh, offense is coming back. So uh, the, the, a, kind of a slow start to the season for them, but they had the same kind of thing happen last year. Then they uh, – after the first month, they kind of took off. So everyone here is hoping for the same thing. I'll tell you what, in, in the city of Tampa – the number one jersey you see, sports sports jersey you see, is Lightning. It's not the Bucks. It's not the Rays. It's it's the Lightning. People get fired up about uh, about that. So it's it's a lot of fun. Awesome. Uh, Predators have the best record right now after eight games. They're seven and one. Um, Avalanche have only lost uh, one game. Uh, they've had 
two overtime losses though. Uh, and that one game they lost was to the blue jackets um, who are four and three uh, and bill, your Tampa Bay lightning are four, one and one. Um, ah, so, sorry. Uh, yeah, so not bad, but they are winning right now. Uh, they are beating uh, Chicago Blackhawks five to three as we record this podcast. Uh, jump to the NBA. Um, NBA kicked off on Tuesday night. I had kind of the big Lakers debut last night, which ended in a little bit of a controversy, uh, a little bit of a fight where three people got suspended. Ingram, Rondo, and Paul all got suspended for LaMelee. I was obviously long asleep. Did any of you guys stay up to watch any of the LeBron debut in L.A.? Watched a little bit of it. Um, about early in the third quarter, I saw – I mean, obviously, LeBron um, – star-studded uh, audience uh, there to check him out, including, I think, Kiki Vandeweghe, who's going to be handing out the <laughs> punishments for the fight. Uh, supposedly, Rondo spit in uh, Chris Paul's face, and he didn't like that. But I'll tell you what, as Ingram would come off the bench, coming off that bench stuff is not good. So he's he's going to be in probably the most trouble when those, uh, 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 what do you want to call them, Suspension. sentences yeah. Yeah, get handed down, probably tomorrow, right? Yeah. I think they've already come out. Oh, I missed them. So what'd you I say? say? I want to say four, three, and two games. Yep. Ingram, four <laughs> games. Rajon, Rondo, three, and Chris Paul, two. How about money? Um, great question. I thought I was impressing you so much with that knowledge. And you just slapped <laughs> me upside the head, which is okay. No, no I'm not sure about money. Yeah. Those True. are the game suspensions. So, it, it was it wasn't Vonta, Vontez perfect level money, right? From right. We'll talk about that later. Bill, don't, don't you lose your paycheck for the game? Is that that's the money suspension? It may be. It may be. Yeah, yeah. it depends yeah. on how much you make, right? Yeah, yeah, guys. The other thing I want to bring up in the NBA, but by the way, Todd, you're uh, in your backyard. The Hawks um, rookie Trey Young, thirty-five points. He had a 11, game today. Huh? Eleven assists versus the Cavs. Uh, Cavs, I think, are going to struggle this year. Off to an zero three start. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the loyal people trying to say that you know they'll be okay without LeBron. Uh, Oh, and, oh, and three stars says otherwise. But I think there's one thing that you can probably um, say about this beginning of the NBA season. Uh, it's a high-scoring season so far. Listen to this. I just went through the, through the stats since Tuesday's games. Um, in all the games that have been played, only six teams – or yeah, only six teams in all the games played so far have ended up in double digits. Everyone else has been triple digits uh, only six times has a team only scored double digits and it hasn't happened uh, where both teams in a game uh, where the winning score was a double digit score. Wow. So, and and the, if you just look at the standings um, while they've only played two games and so it doesn't mean much, but the new Orleans Pelicans are averaging 140 points a game. (laughs) (laughs) So that's just funny. yeah, I don't know if the I don't know if the uh, the message is out from the NBA saying, you know, fans prefer scoring um, because or or if come playoff time and come playoff races, we're going to start seeing the defense play or our teams just kind of getting their feet underneath them uh, at this point in the season. I, I think they're trying to change the um, the culture and protecting yeah. the players from concussions. Oh, never mind, it's the NFL. <laughs> um, but isn't it more fun when they score? Right? It's kind of throwback to the late '80s. Yeah. For sure. Lakers, Showtime, Detroit, Celtics. I mean, just putting up just crazy numbers is, is more fun in basketball. For well, sure. the isolations they're doing is, is opening up the floor so much. You know, you get – it's so, so spread out. And, you know, what – what I don't know if – I can't say LeBron created it, 
but LeBron is kind of the master of driving the lane and then kicking it out for the open three. Um, and the guys are just such good shooters now that they're knocking down threes, but they really all just kind of hang on the perimeter uh, and, and take their turns going one-on-one at the middle. Um, you know, then you get the big guys. And uh, this is for another show, but they probably should raise the hoop. I mean, 10 foot for these guys is, uh, you know, back in the fifties and sixties, how many guys could dunk? They probably need to raise it to 12, 11 or 12. But again, that's, that's not yeah. for to, to determine. Well, it's just, you know, that's interesting because if you raise the hoop, all of a sudden the three point shots become a little different, yeah. you know, it's, harder to hit, not as many people dunk, but yeah. I don't think anybody wants that. I think they like the 140 yeah. point. Pelican they, don't, they, they don't want 67, 64 games. No. I don't want a uh, peach basket as the rim back in the. <laughs> back. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, so the NBA um, off to a good start. Uh, I haven't really watched much of it, um, but uh, when next time Shay's on, he can, he can, work his beat and tell us the inside scoop of what's happening in the NBA. Let's go to Bill sport. Let's go to baseball. Uh, we are mm-hmm. down to the final pairings. The world series is set uh, hard to believe first time ever that the Dodgers and Red Sox have met in the fall classic. Um, but Fox, I'll tell you, Fox couldn't be happier. Um, two of the major uh, sports markets, two of the major population markets, um, kind of, you know, the, the East coast, West coast, the, the new England versus SoCal. I mean, it's, it's, you know, a city that um, has won a ton of recent and a city that thinks they win all the time, but really has, has yet to prove it that LA other than the Lakers um, sure the Kings have won and the, and the Dodgers have won before. Um, but of, of, of recent uh, Dodgers are not, not putting up a lot of trophies. So no. Bill, but let's, let's talk about what got us here. Um, wh- which series you want to start with ALCS or, or NLCS? Cause they both had sure. some, some fun activity. Yeah, I'll start the ALCS. All right. What was your yeah. what was your take? Four to one uh, was the was the Boston uh, victory. Um, you know, after Houston kind of kind of came out assertively in that first game, uh, scored a lot of runs. Verlander mm-hmm. pitched good. Um, yep. Red Sox just just had had an answer every single time for the Astros after that. Yeah, I think that uh, I, I think. Well, look, I just think the Red Sox are uh, the better the best team in the American League actually won uh, the American League pennant that's that's uh, I think going to upset some people in Houston like Ryan Bocross um, but they couldn't get it done uh, when it counted and man I'm telling you the Red Sox um, that 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 is a murderer's lineup of hitters right that you go through there and uh, that's going to be fun to watch you know going against the Dodgers but Really, there was not nothing really stood out there. It seemed um, kind of easy routine for for Boston. There was a kind of a no stress series as opposed mm-hmm. to the National League, which was filled with angst and stress, right? But um, yeah, a little bit, little yeah. bit of drama there in game. Uh, what was it? Technically, game four, I guess, where Altuve uh, yeah. hits a home run that ball yeah. lands in home, you know, but it was instantly ruled and out uh, for fan interference. Um, they they review it for. A while. I mean, they were. Yeah. They looked at it for a long time, and you know, I was, uh, I was watching in a place where I wasn't getting the sound. Um, so, Bill, I, I guess what they were talking about was, was did the fans reach into the field of play, or did, right. did bats- if a pl- yeah, if a player goes into the stands to make a catch, they're fair game for fans to interfere with them. But if a player is in the field of play, and uh, this is a, uh, it could be Barman, it could be the goofy kid with the Yankees. When you reach over into the field of play. Which, by the way, Mayor, Adam Mayor, something like that. Wasn't yeah, it? there it is. Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine, like, in basketball, if, like, 
you could reach out and kind of like just bump Curry's elbow as he's shooting a three. You know, <laughs> it's it's amazing how close fans are in baseball. And, or or and toss something into like the swing of of Brooks Kepka, you know, as he's hitting the ball. Yeah. You know, Brady's make, you know trying to make a pass, and you're able to kind of just tip it. I, it's just weird, but um, but here's the deal. I I've seen you, you you've seen many highlights about guys going into the stands to take one back, and there was no way that Betts was at the wall, climbing up the wall, grabbing the wall, and reaching back into the stands. He he his leap started about halfway up the warning track, so he's going back up against the wall to make the catch. When that fan reached over and he touched him, he touched him in the field of play. He wasn't going into the stands. Those guys were standing at the wall, leaning in. And I agree with the call. I think I don't, I'm not a big fan of Joe West. I mean, the guy's been kind of a jerk since I was in baseball with the Padres, but uh, the singing umpire, right? Country and, Joe West. Country Joe West, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's just an idiot. But, 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 to, um, but he made the right call there. And then I think replay backed it up. I mean, they don't have cameras lined up like on a goal line. They're not expecting that play. Neither, neither does the NFL. So, well, sometimes they don't. You're <laughs> In right. College football, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I, I agree with the call. But, but here's the deal: Do you fault the fan? I mean, there's, there's no way you can. I don't know what you would do. You know, have hand something out to every fan in the first row of every stadium, saying, "By the way, if you do reach over the fence, you could affect your team negatively." And even if you do that, what happens is that ball's coming at you. And it's probably the first time in his life he's had a ball come at him. There is no way you're not trying to catch that ball. I don't think it was intentional. I don't think he was trying to hit Betts' glove. I think they were so focused on the ball they didn't even know Mookie was there. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that. You you gotta you can't do it. I think uh, what happened to Steve Bartman, Bill, was horrible. And I'm glad the Cubs kind of made amends um, years and later. By, by winning a World Series, finally, right? Yeah, I mean, it was it was too late. Um, <laughs> I had a buddy of mine I worked with. He said uh, if he was Bartman, he would have moved to the south side and become the biggest White Sox fan of all time. But <laughs> they'd have loved him down there. They'd have, he'd have been a hero. Sidetrack, Bill. Um, so Angel Hernandez, uh, I follow Chipper Jones on on Twitter, and he makes no bones that he thinks he's he, he doesn't hold him in high regard. How, how about that? By, by, by the way, he lived uh, a few miles from me in Gilbert, Arizona. Is he is he well known? Him and Joe West is. To the least popular umpires, yeah, just hothead, you know, um, yeah. The, but Angel, Angel was after my time. Um, you know, I, I left baseball in '99, so mm-hmm. I was still there with you know Gary Zap, darling. Um, by the way, the nickname Zap came because he got electrocuted climbing a fence as a kid, or climbing up on a tower, and he, he survived. But they <laughs> called him Zap. They called him Zap, mm-hmm. which is a great nickname. Um, but yeah, Joe West just just a just an idiot. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. So the, yeah. the Red Sox, um, you know, they, they, they hang on. Uh, Houston threatens to, to win in both games, four yeah. and five. Uh, but but Red Sox close them out. Um, yeah, Kim, Kimbrell was um, struggled a little bit in the early part of the series, but he did he closed them out, uh, real clean close out in game five. So boy, like, you know, every every closer seems to have that that thing. But his little crouch where he puts his arm up um, <laughs> is really weird, isn't it? I just I don't I'm know not- if that's a thing or, or what but it's really offsetting to the batters i gotta think uh, I, I call it the pterodactyl you know he yeah. kind of leads it like a pterodactyl and uh yeah that's odd i mean but everybody has they all have a little something i mean look at kind of the karate kid kershaw and jansen's little stutter step you know that's kind of got to be really disconcerting in a delivery right yeah. out there. Josh, josh Hader's uh turning your back to the ball a la louis tion or back to the plate you know 
and really oh, disguising. Nuclear Lush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes. So. All right. So over in the over in the West, let's Clayton Kershaw's team. Uh, that series goes seven. Uh, it was a, a well played series, I thought, on both sides of the ball. Uh, pitching was solid. Um, you know, typical NL games. They were close, um, but we got a game seven because Houston or because uh, Milwaukee. Um, answered the bell in game six. Uh, yeah, they played a great, that game six was awesome. They were, uh, they were fired up and getting that four spot in the first, I mean, it just, just sets everything up, you know, for yeah. success. Yeah. Uh, really allows, allows the manager to do whatever he kind of wants with the, the pitchers as long or as, as, as short as he wants to run them. Um, yeah. And, he, and they were able to keep Hader in the bullpen, not bring him out for game six. So you thought, you know, he, he, they could get maximum usage out of, uh, out of Hader in game seven. But I, I, do you question counts as bringing him in in the third inning? trailing when he's he was a shutdown kind of a guy had not allowed a run still hadn't i mean it was an an amazing record in the postseason for him and it just seemed like you know i i know they didn't want the dodgers to get farther away but maybe awaited another inning or two to see if the brewers could have put something together i don't know yeah well it's interesting i bill i don't know if if, uh because i i don't was taught on the the text thread when i when i made the call um oh yeah he was that was great (laughs) Yeah, Puig. Uh, Puig, Puig comes up to the bat, and I and I just texted Bill, and I said, "Puig home run here?" Question mark. And I said, "If he does, he'll go one thousand percent nutty on his racer on the base path." And yeah. almost as soon as that tweet got on Bill's phone, yeah, he hits that. You know, that was a swing that was one of those Aaron Judge foul tip go, that goes out. I mean, he hit this low Vladimir Guerrero ball at his knees that looked like a line drive, but as soon as he hit it, you kind of knew it was going to be a home run because. It just had that look that it was just going to go. Well, he kind of knew it, but then you, if you watch that replay, he flips the bat, celebrates he, for a split yeah. second, and then you hear that old crap moment hits. Like this is going to bounce high off the wall. I better get going. And yes, by the time he hit first, it had just cleared the wall. So uh, I, I like I liken that to Mark McGuire's uh, that mm. broke the record. Remember that shot? Yep. That was quick and low, right? Never higher than fifteen feet off the ground the whole way. Just smoked, you know. Yes. Uh, so yeah, that that was. Uh, yeah, that I mean, I think that was it. I mean, obviously, uh, at that point, you know, the Brewers, it just takes – look, I, I go back to the same thing I tell you all the time. My first thought when that happens as a fan who's been at those games on the losing end is there are 40,000 people in Miller Park that are just like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me, you know. And uh, they're all going to drive home. Their season's over. There's no worse feeling, no worse feeling in sports. Yeah. Yeah, then losing a game seven. Well, and Bellinger's home run was was grand. You know, in the first yeah. first inning or second inning when he hit his, I mean, it was just that moonshot. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, the Joe Buck called me as soon as it left his bat. It was. Yeah. You know. Yep, and then you get Kenley Jansen pitches seven and eight. You get uh, Clayton coming in, get a little work <laughs> in the ninth. Uh, so that's yeah, that was uh, it was over over pretty early in that game. Not a lot of uh, not a lot of uh, m- moments, I would say. That's where you felt like there was a chance for the Brewers to come back. In fact, they looked feeble in, mm-hmm. in seven, eight, nine. They were they were horrible. They it's did. almost like yeah, they they swung at really bad pitches. Yeah, their at bats were brutal. They, they, you know, for almost every at bat was a first pitch strike because um, they were swinging. You know, they just went up there all trying to to tie it with one swing, which just wasn't going to happen. You know, and for and Christian Yelich, nice kid. I, I listened to him on he's on Levitard's show a lot because he was in Miami for so long good kid and you just feel for him you know because he just just did not uh perform if he has kind of he he kind of plays up to his mvp stat stature which he will be the mvp 
um, maybe that changes the series. You know, uh, a couple of key hits here or there, it does change the series. So, mm-hmm. Todd, you jump in there. Oh, um, I was going to say uh, my mind's racing today. Do you guys have any clo- – what's your closest – Game seven, home team losing moment. Um, we can we can table for another day. Well, I can. I mean, for, for for me, just as a Yankee, you know, as an Indians follower, I mean, obviously the World Series, you know, it wasn't the, the game seven, tenth inning against the Cubs, right? I mean, you know, you you have the rain, wow. the, the rain delay, uh, then the Cubs score, then uh, you know that was a that was a tough one, and then obviously uh, back in the day, the, the one game playoff when I was a Red Sox fan as a kid, uh, Bucky F and Dent. Uh, you know, I still remember watching in my, in my den with my mom, you know, and she, she swore if the Red Sox won that game, she'd go to church every day for the rest of her life. Uh, and <laughs> Bucky Dent, Bucky Dent sweeps it over the, over the green monster. Well, it wasn't a game seven, but it was an elimin- elimination game. Yeah. You, uh, oh, the one, the, the one that sticks to my head was, uh, do you remember back in 2001, um, 9-11 happened? And we were supposed to play Tennessee that that uh, weekend, and we ended up being pushed back to I think it was after Thanksgiving. It was, yep. And we lost thirty four thirty two. Rex Grossman had a two point pass go short, but if we would have won that game, we would have gone to the SEC championship, ranked number one in the uh, number one in the country. But it was literally just just in, in a matter of a second with one incomplete pass, the season's over. You know, so not that we don't mind going to the Citrus Bowl, but you know that's. That's not, that's not what we're getting excited, right? Especially back then. Yep. Couple, couple for me. I've, I've talked about this before on the show, so I'll just, I'll just say 2007 Patriots Chargers, 14 and two Chargers um, have the Patriots beat. Marlon McCree tries to return an interception instead of kneeling down so they can run out the clock. Fumbles it back to Brady, who scores two point conversion, forces overtime, and the Patriots win in overtime. And then we drive six hours back home to Phoenix. <laughs> oh man. It, nothing worse. Uh, and, but, but, you know, there's also the Suns against the Spurs. Uh, mm. The uh, the uh, When they body slammed Nash into the wall, it was Bruce Bowen. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, Stoudemire and Marion uh, leave the bench a little bit and are suspended the next game and they end up losing that series after being up, I think. They might have been up uh, 3-1 or, or 3-2 at the time. And uh, – Three two, and it, so they lost that game, and then they lost Game Seven because they were suspended for that game. It was brutal. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, that's me. Hey, it's still too early, but twenty eight three lead, uh, <laughs> and that was the longest twelve minute golf cart ride home I've ever had. So. <laughs> <laughs> six hours, six hours. That's what I say, Bill. So, oh. Bill, let's let's look ahead to Tuesday. Uh, the a series opens up in Boston, which will be a chilly Boston. You know, it's always kind of the Interesting thing, you got a, a West Coast, South, South, Cal- South, Southern California team uh, going into what will be a very, you know, cold pitcher, pitcher going hoodie his hands. Weather. Yeah, uh, hoodie weather. And um, Alex Kors already come out and he said, he said, look, JD Martinez is going to play in the in the NL ballpark. Uh, he's going to probably play right field. Betts will come in and play second base. Uh, which you're taking Brock Holt out of the lineup, and Brock Holt's been playing great. I mean, he had a right. he had a, a a cycle in the you know in, in early in the, in the uh, playoffs. Um, but you know, they just, they know that they're going to want JD Martinez's power in the, in the lineup. Well, like JD, he played for the, uh, Cardinal or for the D backs for right. a year or two. Yeah. He's he'll, he'll be, he's, he's fine. An athlete. Yeah. He's, he's an not, athlete. he's not a, he's not a liability in the outfield. I mean, he's not Mookie Betts, but 
right. no, I think I think you've got to play them. You have to. It, right? It's funny though. In Major League Baseball, it's so different. You know, in 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 beer league softball, you put the guy who can't really play in right field. You know, uh, but but when you got lefties and righties and righties that can hit everywhere, um, with the best arm in right field, right, Bill? Yeah, guy, guy with the best guy with the best arms in right field. Yeah, Dave guy, Parker, guy, right? with the, guy with the worst arm is in left. <laughs> Right, Barry. Parker, Bryce, Bryce Harper. You know, you look at those guys in right field that can throw that seed. Vladimir yep. Guerrero. You know, yep. uh, you know, uh, Dwight. I'll tell you who the, except, the exception was was Tony Gwynn. Not a great arm, but always played right field. Um, you know, but but he was smart. I mean, he he just he he knew how to kind of get things where they had to go, but, but nothing near like a Puig or a Vlad or any of those guys. Uh, but but that was his that was his spot. Would you say um, right field, best arm, center field, most mobility, and yeah. maybe left field most consistent because you maybe get more more balls? Or yeah, left field's where you hide somebody, right? Okay, that's where you hide, that's where you hide your worst uh, a hitter who's not so strong in the outfield. That'd gotcha. be my take. Yeah. So, so Bill, um, Bill, what do you what do you look for in the series? Obviously, you got uh, Chris Sale and 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 Clayton Kershaw in Game One, mm. um, trying to set them up for possible you know three starts. Yeah. Um, if, if it works out, but you know, obviously can't really worry about game seven to get to game one. Um, right. Be cold. Uh, the Boston fans will be obviously there. Um, but boy, the, the, the Dodger lineup is kind of sneaky. Good. I mean that, you know, um, Bellinger and, um, you know, and, but Justin Turner, solid, mm-hmm. right. He's, he's a great, I mean, uh, Taylor, he's come out of, I mean, who's that David freeze. Any, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he's got a lot of experience in the postseason with the Cardinals, yeah. so he's he's a solid player. I think Yasmani Grandal, that whole situation, I'm sure they're going to sit him still. And he's going with Barnes, Austin Barnes, because it's kind of worked. But but here's on a on a personal level, here's my dilemma. I grew up in San Diego, and if you grew up in San Diego, you learn early in life to hate all things LA sure. because they just kind of, you know, crap on San Diego and you're this little redheaded stepchild down there. And, uh, you know, they're the number two or three market in the country. We're like market 27, because if you're in San Diego, you go South, it's Mexico, you go East, it's desert, you go West, it's ocean and you go North, it's LA. It's just a little tiny place. And so, uh, not, a, I, I don't like anything LA, but there's one thing I hate worse than Los Angeles. <laughs> Bastin. Boston fans. Boston fans, the, yeah. The arrogance is uh, unrelenting. And they'll they, then you say that to them, they go, yep, yeah, it is. It sure is. And I'm like, yeah, yeah it sure is. So our, ter- arrogant, our arrogance is as heavy as the rings on our fingers. Exactly. Know? Yeah. Did, did you, you, text, you, or, did you so. text or tweet us at Boston since 03 has been in? Yeah, since 01. Since 01. Only and so, you know, in three years, there's only been three years where there wasn't a Boston team playing for the yeah. championship of a sport. Oh That's insane. And so, you know, there, there's a level of uh, entitlement, and uh, I don't know if it's it's arrogance, spoiled, whatever you want to call it. That uh, I, I, so I'm telling you, I, I got to pick one of my, and I'm and I'm pulling for the Dodgers because I I'm going to Boston and on November third or fourth, and I don't want a freaking parade there <laughs> when I get to Boston. Yeah. So what's your prediction, Bill? Uh, Dodgers in six. That's mine. So it doesn't get uh, to a game. Team. You usually have the right answer, but it's actually Red Sox in six. Oh, jeez. Whatever. It, it's Okay, well, it'll be one of the two in six. <laughs> but I really hope the Dodgers win. <laughs> How about so, you, Sean? Uh, you know, I, just because I'll, I'll, I'll say it, um, putting, putting the secret out there, I hope it's uh, – 
hope it goes seven games. I'd like, I'd like to see Los Angeles win, uh, but I think if it goes seven games, I think uh, I think Boston finds a way to do it. Um, yeah, Back at you know, I, I'd hate to see a sweep. Um, oh. uh, you know, it, and, and if we see a sweep, I guess I'd rather see a Dodger sweep because it, it'll be one at their home field. Um, I just think a home field victory is always cooler than a than a road victory. You know, yeah. if, you know, game seven. Look, if you go to game seven, uh, let's say in Boston this year, you go knowing you're going to see the trophy on the field, you, knowing you're going to see a celebration. Um, but when it's for the other team, like it was in Cleveland, but, you know, every single – because of the way it happened there in the 10th inning, you know, it, the worst would be a game seven where the visitors are up 11-1, to one, you know, in the sixth inning, um, yeah. you know, where it's just over. Um, we, we had – talk about that trophy when when the, we played the Yankees in 98. Um, I had to – we had the trophy. We had the, the World Series trophy in our, our ticket vault. They actually brought it down a place they could store it and secure it. And so it, there's the trophy, in our, you know, and in a case, uh, you know, it wasn't out. But then they came down, you know, the Yankees were uh, on their way to winning that. They swept. So they're on the way to winning four. So about the seventh inning, they show up and take it to get it polished up and ready for the presentation. Like those two guys that hold the Stanley Cup, the dweeb with the big hair and the white gloves. Yeah, not quite as dweeby as those guys, but the same kind of thing. There was someone from the MLB office, their whole job was that night right. was to – Make sure the trophy's in the right place, right time. So, yeah. Kind of cool. Kind of awkward game sevens. And, Bill, you'll have to help me remember. Um, I'm not sure if it was a game seven, but when Bobby Cox managed his final game, the Braves made the playoffs. I want to say they made the playoffs, or maybe they're eliminated midseason. Anyway, your Padres were uh, in Atlanta, and he, and he lost that game. And they were celebrating hard the Padres, so I'm pretty – I'm 99% sure oh, it's it's 1998. I'm telling you for sure because that's the year they went to the World Series. So they beat they they won the the uh, yeah, NL. Hadn't been gone that long, has he? Oh yeah. Braves. 98. Oh yeah. Wouldn't you think? No. I'm you, think, little... you think Bobby Cox coached in the 2000s? Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Wow. Li- Liam Liam Mazzoni. Rockin <laughs> <laughs> the rocket the rocking pitching coach. Yeah. Yeah, because that that yeah. was 98. So he- in 2010. He retired in 2010. Yeah. So I'm not oh, going to. Wow. So it had to be something else. It wasn't. Bruce, Bruce Bochy was the manager. And I remember the Padres are jumping around home plate. And then all of a sudden, I think Bruce, uh, Bruce Bochy kind of calmed him down. And they oh. all took that to, to Cox. I'm sorry. Yeah. That, I was already out of San Diego by then. That, that's, that, wasn't, uh, that was just a divisional round. Was it? Yeah. It was yeah. It wasn't a series for yeah. sure. Yeah. Gotcha, you're right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. I, I set that up properly. But anyway, oh, yeah. yeah. But anyway, talk about weird, uh, weird experience, right? Yeah. So the series kicks off on Tuesday. Let's hope, guys, that we're not talking about the World Series in in recap uh, next week when we do our next show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that means we'll we'll be we'll have and if we you know if things work out well we'll we'll be I believe it'll be game four on no game so five Tuesday, on Wednesday Sunday. game five on Sunday. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, Game yeah. seven's Halloween night, Sean. Think of all the dads with toddlers. They're gonna have like earbuds in, walking around, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> Halloween night. Yeah, yeah. We, sure. We, I had uh, at the home back in Phoenix. We had I had run cable into the garage, and every <laughs> Halloween I set up a television, right? Because if, if there's something, there's always something on, right? You sure. can always find some sporting at hockey, basketball, or can you imagine having Game Seven of the World Series and every dad coming by and just hanging? <laughs> the little, like the little four-year-olds in Boston that won't, the dads won't take them out for you know for for candy. They're like, nah, screw it. Like every house will be black. Like no house will be giving them candy. Right? We're going out at four thirty. Yeah. yeah. Well, fortunately, on the East Coast, the game does start at eight, so you can yeah. you can get, you can get it from seven to eight. You're done. Yeah. That's right. Go. 
All right, let's uh, let's let's go to college football, boys. Um, in what kind of was a boring slate yesterday, uh, at least early. The early window I thought was was really boring. The Michigan State Michigan game had a little controversy at the beginning uh, with the with a Michigan player kind of defacing the the uh, the logo at center field uh, of the of the Michigan State. But look, Michigan shut down Michigan State, held them to ninety four yards total. Um, you know that's a testament to Michigan's defense and, and maybe a. a slam on Michigan State's offense, but Michigan is putting themselves in. They go to Happy Valley, I believe, this week. Um, and if they win that one, uh, all lives head to Ohio State, um, the big the big finish one. Um, Todd, what, what games caught your eye at any point during yesterday that you might want to chat about? Um, wow. It, it, it might be premature. I'm, I'm going to jump to the 8 o'clock game, Purdue-Ohio State. I think you kind of just tickled a little bit, but um, Sean, you, you sent out a tweet early about, um, how Tyler, they, Tyler uh, Trent, Tyler Trent. Yeah. Tom Ronaldo's piece. Yeah. Gosh, in, in all fairness, I, I'm pretty sure most universities are involved one way or the other in, in giving back. And, um, so you hate to single out Purdue, but that said, um, just what a great story. They used it, um, as motivation, um, 24 hours in advance. He was, not even able to get out of bed. He said he didn't think he'd make the game. What a great story. And it's just Ohio State's a very polarizing team. Either you're a Buckeye or you just don't like them. And I, for whatever reason, fall on the side of I don't like them. So I just it, – it, it's easy to root for the underdog when you're playing Ohio State. Throw on the Trent um, – Taylor, is it? Trent uh, – Tyler Trent. Yeah. Tyler. Tyler, Tyler Trent story, um, you know – it was just a fun game to watch. So that's that's when I'll jump to. Um, we'll yeah. skip in the new three thirty games. So. Yeah, there were that that that's that that game really did have a lot of the storylines, right? It had the Tyler Trent, it had the the blackout, you know, in Ross Aid Stadium. It had the number two team, kind of the invincible, you know, team with Urban Meyer coming in, steamrolling their way to to a a certain playoff if they could just avoid the Iowa upset from last year, um, and you know. Jeff Brom, the you know a, a Purdue team that lost the first three games of the season, then has come back to really change their season with some offense. And boy, that that Rondale kid, um, number four, uh, true freshman. Yeah. They, they knew he was going to be good. Um, you know, they talked about Herb Street and, and Fowler talked about him before the game um, and, and said it's going to be a tough game. And then just boy, things started going Purdue's way. And and look, Dwayne Haskins who. You know, a lot of people in the Midwest are saying was a Heisman fa- favorite because he he's actually he's been looking playing. good. He's been looking good. Yeah, been looking good. He threw seventy passes in that game. Mm. He completed he completed yeah. forty passes, but look, they only ran the ball twenty five times. And you're really that game really showed how good JT Barrett was in that read option offense that Urban Meyer runs. Um, they got inside the red zone four times and came away with six points. I thought it was more. I thought it was five or six, but yeah, only six yeah. points. Out of the well, I mean, by the end of the game, they had been in the red zone, and and, and well, no, technically, both their scores came on long passes. Um, yeah, but, but look, probably, probably, if, if you really want to look at it, probably the play of the game was Jeff Brom's decision to fake a field goal mm. with about what thirty seconds to go in the half. They're up, mm-hmm. they're up uh, ten, they're up seven to three at that point in time. The holder holds the ball allows the kicker to kind of run through the fake kick and then picks it up and runs around the end. And as he left the, you know, as he left his kneeling position, it looked like he was going to get it for sure. And then the, the 
defender kind of closed in on him. He got it by a yard, and then mm-hmm. the next play they scored a touchdown. Look, if they if they don't get that, Ohio State goes in seven to three, uh, gets the ball coming out of the second half. Probably no harm, no foul, right. and, and the game's different. If they if they do kick a field goal, it's ten to three, so they're still within a score. Um, it goes fourteen to three, and then and then Ohio State can't convert. And every time Ohio State made a run, just play after play, the, the big run through the middle. Uh, where the linebackers just everyone stacked the box expecting uh run. Then the the the, the amazing pass out to that Rondale, I, I can't think of his name, um, number four, uh, where mm-hmm. he, he did the kind of the, the spin move, yep. put his put his hand down to hold his balance and then went in for the touchdown. Um, he runs hard, doesn't he? He does, man. He he he's uh you know lowers his shoulders and does not skirt out of bounds. Mm. And then Blau kid uh, the, the quarterback was a uh, was solid, you know, very serviceable. But 70, 48 for seventy. Um, Dwayne Haskins broke Arch Schleister's, um yardage record uh, mm. in the game four hundred and seventy yards, I think, passing. I, I thought a telling a telling number that was interesting before the game started was that um, yeah, when Ohio State travels in the uh, Big Ten to this these different schools, the only one they had a losing record uh, away was was Purdue. They're three and four the last seven times they've been at Ross eight. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Right. Yeah. And so Purdue has some kind of magic, some kind of number, uh, yeah. uh some, something on Ohio state and urban. Uh, but. And remember uh, Bill, one of, one of the wins, one of those wins was Holy Buckeye, you know, Brent Musburger's yeah. call when Craig Krenzel in their magical, uh, run in 2002 under Jim Trestle, fourth and one, you know, they, they go for that long pass to Michael Jenkins. Um, hmm. It's yep. scored, so it could have been a loss there too. Could have been a loss there. Yep. So it's uh, it's interesting. Uh, you know, ha- really happy for uh, for the Boilermakers. I like you said. Um, I, you know, it's funny. You guys have uh, you have to have this respect for Meyer because he, you know, he was he yeah. crafted that thing. But he's got a reputation now that's not the same as it was in two thousand six to nine. You know, in that yeah. area, that that time frame. You know, the way he left, the then decided to come back because I guess things are cool to family or health or whatever it was. You never really we don't really know. Uh, and then, you know, he had that issue with his coach. And so he's just kind of become a an easy an easy target and, and a, a, a kind of a villain as opposed to, uh, you know, a, a, one of the greatest coaches, you know. Yeah. So. Well, and, and Sean, jump in. But without Tim Tebow, I think Tim Tebow kind of – a lot of people remember from those 06 and 08 championship teams yeah. without Tim Tebow. Um, I don't know Urban Meyer. This is just my opinion. He seems like he's not honest. He seems like he lies a little bit. Seems like he definitely looks the other way. I'm sure a lot of coaches do it, uh, but he's a coach that did it to us <laughs> and uh, being Florida Gators. And, you know, when he left because health problems, he wants to spend more time with the family. And then the next year he's coaching Ohio state. It's just one of those. This guy just doesn't yeah. seem trustworthy to me. And read um, James Patterson's book about Aaron Hernandez. Oh, I, I, mean, I heard it. I heard an interview with. I uh, read it and it's let's if if a quarter of the stuff is true, which they you know they did a lot of research. I you know um, he's just he just let a lot of criminal activity slide just to win football games. Wow! Know? So it's an interesting read. Go ahead and read it. It's yeah, sure. I recommend it. So let's hit on a couple. Hit on a couple other games I want to bring to your attention uh, and just get your thoughts. Um, <laughs> Alabama, <laughs> just, just, I mean, just it just boat races in the first quarter. I mean, 28 nothing. They scored on the first drive. They uh, 
recovered a fumble on the second drive and scored like two plays later. Um, they went 58-21. See, I think there's the difference between a number one team and a number two team in the country is they go in and dominate the teams they should dominate. Now, we'll, we'll see. A lot of people said Alabama's had an easy schedule to this point, um, so hard to tell how good they are. In two weeks, we're going to see how good they are when they go into um, to LSU, which leads me to the next top ten team I want to talk about, Todd. Hold, hold on real quick. Okay. I know. Time out, Sean. Sorry. Um, first of all, Alabama's looking real good. But I got uh, – I'm sorry to interrupt, but Butch Jones. All the <laughs> hype and love that guy's getting. He's smoking cigars with players after. He gets a Gatorade dunked on him. And I think I read – it was at Clay Travis. I don't know if you guys follow him. But he said, yes. this is a guy – who's coaching for free for Alabama, right? And as an interim basis, intern basis, he beat his team, beat the team he recruited for the last five years. <laughs> and, he's, and he's getting Gatorade poured on him. I mean, think about that. It boggles your mind when you think about it. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's celebrating because guys, he spent five years recruiting. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. left that program a mess, but yep, anyway, yeah. sorry, I just yeah. had to bring that up. Awkward. Uh, Awkward moment there, but uh, I want to talk about the team that LSU's or LSU. Um, LSU wins nineteen to three over Mississippi State. Mississippi State clearly um, probably does not deserve a number twenty two ranking because Auburn probably didn't didn't deserve a a ranking that they uh, had when Mississippi State beat them. But Todd, explain to me how LSU. Granted, look, they they beat Miami, they beat now Mississippi State, and they beat Georgia, Georgia. Yeah. but they lost Florida. Um, and, and yet people are now saying like they're in the top four and they're, they're ranked number five. Um, are, are you at all, I guess, discouraged or do you just think, Hey, it just shows that Florida beat a really good team. So they lost to a Florida team that's ranked nine. They lost to a top 10 school. Um, one loss early on. Um, I think they went ugly, right? Burroughs is, is more of a game manager. Um, Coach O is just fascinating. Just I could watch him for days, right? Um, right. So it's going to take care of themselves. So who do they have in front of them? Um, they have um, well, LSU Alabama, has play, right? LSU has play um, um, Alabama. Alabama. They play Arkansas. Um, possibly SEC championship game. Yep. So that's it's going to take care of itself. Um, if if they can get through Alabama, then they and and make the championship game, then they're every good bit is advertised, right? Yeah, and you know what I mean. If, if they lose to if Alabama would somehow lose to LSU, um, that almost becomes the the almost a, another way that Alabama is going to get in the playoffs because you know then they don't have to play in the SEC championship game. Um, let let some carnage possibly take care of itself um, with the Big Ten uh, assured now of, of not having a champion without a loss. And, and and let's flip it over to your your lovely wife's alma mater. If if Florida mm-hmm. finds a way to get it done over Georgia. And Kentucky wins out, they get to play Alabama. I mean, what's the spread on that game, would you think? Oh, oh my gosh, I mean, yeah. Right? Yeah. I didn't see Florida spread. I didn't see Georgia spread, but Kentucky. And, you know, good for them. They're winning ugly. They won 14-7 over Vandy. Um, but they're winning, and, and Mark Stoops has them believing, right? So yeah. it'll all um, – late October and early November, everything's going to kind of unfold, I think. It's funny how a lot of the Kentucky fans that were giving us shit for, for our squeaking went out against Vandy – um, all of a sudden, they're like, "Hey, a win's a win." You know, they they went yeah. they, they went with a touchdown late against against Vandy uh, to advance. Um, guys, I, I do want to uh, give a quick shout out to uh, our friends at Washington State. Man, I don't mm-hmm. know if you flipped on game day at all. That was an unbelievable scene. First time they ha- have been there. One of only twelve campuses that have never hosted of the of the Power Five schools. Uh, one of only twelve campuses that have never hosted game day in the history of 
uh, game day on the road, um, four of which are in the Big Ten uh, that have never hosted. Um, huh. Even even Vandy's hosted it. But did you guys happen to flip it on and see any of the the activity there from outside of Martin Stadium? Yeah. How about how about the tweets that uh, you know Pullman Police Department was putting out about traffic and it was three or four days prior to Saturday, right? <laughs> Talking about what was going to happen. Yeah. So you knew it was going to be big. And, and they sh- they showed the, the the game day bus kind of pulling in, and they were and people lined the streets for miles outside yeah. of Pullman uh, to wave at it and and welcome yeah. them. I love the stories. They had, they had two different stories on uh, Old Crimson, which is great. The guy who made Old Crimson 15 years yeah. ago, and then Popcorn uh, Guy. And popcorn guy, a great story. But how they also, you know, the, the 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 guy who waved the flag at game day in Pullman, it was his thirtieth time waving old crimson at a game day, and the next closest person has like twenty uh, different times they've had it. But just some of the imagine the logistics and shipping that you know around the country to make sure it's where it's got to be, and you've got an alum in that city or someone close enough to drive there to take care of business, and they've never missed it. Uh, Mm. never missed a game and that's uh that's pretty impressive super super cool yeah really is a neat um, and and so now the pac-12 with the six and one washington state team are are they back in the national championship picture i'm just kidding but but look they're six and one they beat oregon if they can beat washington uh i don't know who they lost to (laughs) that's a good question Um, i'm surprised I, i picked oregon to win um i'll look it up while you're talking six ones i mean it's stout Let's, yeah. let's quickly look ahead to next week's games. Um, we have a, uh, a Tuesday matchup, Troy and South Alabama, which we won't pay much attention to because obviously that's the first night of the World Series. So good luck to ESPN2 on that uh, telecast. Um, we have a ranked team, two ranked teams playing on Thursday night. Uh, Baylor welcomes in West Virginia into Morgantown. Um, and Appalachian State goes on the road to Georgia Southern, Todd. Georgia Southern is located in Statesville? Statesboro. Statesboro, Georgia, which is – Kind of halfway from Macon to Savannah-ish. And that's, Wait, is that where the Almond Brothers are from? Statesboro Blues, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Good call. Um, Good call. And then yeah, I got your real quick update. Washington State lost to USC 39-36 in LA. Wow. So, yeah, they were that close to being undefeated. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that Minshew is a pretty solid quarterback. And they got to play Washington, so that's going to be key, right? Yep, so. And that's the uh, Apple Cup towards the end of the season, right? Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Friday, you have a couple games. We, we do have a ranked uh, game. <laughs> Utah plays at UCLA uh, in the Rose Bowl. Um, and you'll also see, uh, let's see. Um, Miami Boston College. Miami Boston College that night on Friday night. Interesting uh, for a Friday. Five five games on Friday night, all featuring kind of bigger programs. Florida Atlantic, uh, Wyoming, Colorado State. But Saturday, let's get to Saturday. Um Clemson goes into Florida State. Uh, Florida State's, you know, obviously um, going to be an underdog in that game, uh, probably a big underdog. But if they want to maybe make their season, they have two games left to do it. They have Clemson and they have Florida. 14-point um, spread, Sean. 14. Okay, Clemson is, comes in plus plus or uh, minus 14. Minus 14, yeah. Okay. And, that, yeah, obviously uh, Clemson now holds the, the mantle of the uh, number two team uh, that Ohio State had. Uh, look, they – NC State, I thought was going to give them a good game. They they waxed NC State, um, forty one to I think seven, um, wasn't even close. Um, mm. But obviously, if we slide down and look at the, uh, I'm just seeing if there's any other ranked games uh, before ours, and it doesn't look like there is. At three thirty, okay. But let's talk about the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Uh, I know what? I know that. Is that this week? What's that? Is that this week? 
Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, college game day is going to be there. Uh, SEC Nation is going to be there. First time college game day will be there since 2005, um, which is hard to believe. They were never there during any of the Tebow era um, mm. where we won two, two national championships. Yeah. Yeah. Back then, they, they were struggling, I think. But you have number number seven, Georgia, uh, will be the home team against number nine, Florida. So it's technically Florida. Surprising a little bit. Uh, I thought Georgia would be top three, and I thought Florida wouldn't be as high as nine. So it's uh, interesting, both those rankings at this point. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, any thoughts on that game, guys? Uh, or, or is that one of those just fun game to watch that you're going to tune in and see what happens? Yeah, uh, what's, what, what's your take on the line, Todd? Uh, was it Georgia's a seven-point favorite? Seven, seven-point dog. Um, I think it's probably right, um, but, Sean, you'll attest. You've watched a couple of these. It just is – and it's so cliche, but this is really a quote-unquote toss-the-records-out kind of game. Um, there have been times – I want to remember like 97, we were first in the country, Georgia was unranked, and they just dominated us. Um Coach Spurrier, the reason he hated Georgia so much is they, they broke his heart every year when he was playing for the Gators in the 60s. So um, do I think the spread is right? Yeah, it's, it sounds right. But yeah, I agree. No result will surprise me. Um, one team blown out the other won't surprise me. One no. team winning a nail-biter won't surprise me. So I uh, I think seven points is probably probably pretty close. I think, look, if if um, if any Gator fans upset about not being favored or being, being still a touchdown spread – um, just when if, if Georgia if Georgia beats LSU uh, last week, um, we're probably a thirteen or fourteen point dog. Right. Um, so yeah. I, I just think that you know a little little um, uneasiness in in River City, so to speak. You know, everybody now is calling for Justin Fields to be the quarterback. Uh, San Fromm Fromm's not reliable and, and can't manage the game. Uh, come on, here's a guy who who managed him into the one big play away from you know the national championship last year. Right. right. Um, yeah. They lost a the game. Yeah. Go ahead, Sean. Sorry. You know they just they lost a they lost a game. Uh, they had a week off to recover. Um, they have a perfect setting with a national attention against a very good team to kind of claim back uh, what they lost. And 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 look, they they win and they win convincingly over over Florida. The following week or two weeks later, uh, LSU and Alabama is going to take one of those two teams out of and and they can slide right back kind of into that position um, to either either a play LSU again, possibly in Atlanta uh, or go back in and avenge a, a, an Alabama loss. Right. Um, if they lose and Florida somehow finds a way to win, um, which I think can be done. Um, they Florida is going to have to rely on their offensive line to, to continue the, the steps they've been taking. Uh, it's still disappointing to see the two, the two upperclassmen um, make most of the, the boneheaded false starts and the, and the, and the holding plays, but Look, I, I like our running back stable. I think this is a game where Franks just needs to not make the dumb play. Uh, he can throw a lot of lows underneath stuff. He can maybe hit hit a couple long shots to you know to Swaim or or to uh, uh, the transferee out of uh, Ole Miss. Um, Van Jefferson. Jefferson. Um, yep. you know, so we'll see. It's you know what what this game usually comes down to is whatever game comes down to special teams and turnovers, right? Yeah, and I think um, I think the coaches um, both so, coaches understand uh, this game, don't they? Both coaches truly understand this game. Yeah, but Georgia's. I guess where I was going is Georgia's coming off a loss, so 
do you want to sit on a loss for two weeks or do you use, use it as motivation? So that's as good as Kirby Smart and his staff can, can use it as motivation will help. And, um, you know, Dan Mullen's been in this game when he was our offensive coordinator back in the, in the late 2000s, I guess is what you call it. Right. So yep. it's going to be fun, Sean. It's, it's probably, if you ask every, any Gator fan, it's, it's gotta be the one or two favorite game of the year to watch, to be a part of, um, there's again, even when one team's good and one team's bad, it seems like strange things happen um, in this game. So, and Bill, I guarantee between now and then you're going to see, um, what is it? Run Lindsay run. Uh, what's, what's the famous Buck Baloo to Lindsay Scott, run Lindsay Scott, run yeah. Lindsay run. Oh, it's just, <laughs> and you're also going to see to me, the weakest uh, show of character I've ever seen is when Mark Richt told the guys he was going to punish them if they didn't run out of the, on the field. After that first score, remember that, Sean? The yeah. uh, celebration. The, the whole team ran on the field. Yeah. Oh, I just thought that was the weakest, most desperate thing ever. The only bad thing is they actually won that game, which sucks. But anyway, <laughs> not, not quite over it yet, but I'll, I'll soon get there. All right. Um, very quickly, a couple other games. Um, let's see. Uh, Kentucky, number 12, takes their number 12 ranking into Columbia, uh, Missouri. Missouri drops 69 points on the Memphis team that uh, UCF – uh, beat by one. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if Missouri that, that dropped 69 points shows up or the Missouri that, that, that only got 10 against uh, Alabama. So once again, I'm not, not saying Alabama and Mississippi or Memphis state are, are similar teams, but Kentucky now is they, they need to hold serve in the games that they control uh, to have a chance against Georgia, because if, you know, they can, they've lost one to a team in the West and, uh, they they beat Georgia, you know they control their own destiny. Hey Sean, it's and Bill, jump in. It's time to play our favorite game. Guess the spread. Guess the <laughs> spread of the Kentucky Missouri game. Oh jeez, I'm gonna say Missouri gets three for being the home team. I'm gonna say Kentucky plus two. I I had it at five. Kentucky. Minus five or plus five? Well, my, Kentucky get given five. They're minus five? It's Missouri minus seven. What? <laughs> yes. Oh, Kentucky's going to put that on their on – their, uh, So either Vegas ball. is brilliant or um, – A lot of crazy gamblers in Missouri. Uh, you know. <laughs> I, I was I was blown away when I saw that. that wow, line. that yeah, really, yeah. Um, really surprises me. Yep, uh, yep. Wow, and, and and you know, look, perfect, perfect, uh, perfect time for those Kentucky fans that are believing yeah. in blue uh, yeah. to, to mortgage the house, right? Um, yeah, don't but, bet on a team you like; it's double whammy when you lose. Oh yeah, yeah right. And um, by the way, by the way, our, our new favorite Pac-12 team, Washington State. Yeah, they, at, they play at Stanford. Stanford. Yeah, and so, they're uh, three and a half point dogs. Let's so. let's wow. see how they respond, right, to that. Uh, to that big win, and they, they also saw us play Utah and uh, and Washington, so they got, they got a tough road ahead of them. Yeah, Texas. And Col- te- no, and, and Col- I'm sorry, Colorado. Yeah, they, they beat yeah, Utah. that's true. Yeah, yeah. And, and Texas goes into Stillwater uh, to wrap out the slate. Um, all right, boys, let's let's finish up with with NFL. Um, mm. in, in a sloppy, ugly game uh, on Thursday night, Denver destroys Arizona. Um, mm. Cardinals just look horrible. I mean, they yep. are easily one of the one of the worst four teams uh, in the NFL. Um, you know, at this point in time, just give every snap you have to Josh Rosen if he's healthy. Uh, yep. 
to give him a chance. Um, let's just roll through through the games. Um, did you guys have your eyes on any of the early games, Bill? You and I might have just been uh, both been watching the the, the local game, uh, that yeah. was the, uh, the Browns at the uh, Buccaneers, and boy, both teams um, had chances to 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 take that game by the throat, and neither team wanted to do it, right? Well, you know, key critical turnovers, right? Played a role. Uh, I mean, the, the Browns forced four more turnovers. They're they they they're killing the league, right, in turnover ratio. Yeah. But but then they turned it over themselves a couple times. Yeah, know? Joyce Pepper's punt return oh, was just huge. Yep, just huge. Yep. The fumble on the punt return. Cough that up. Yep. Oh. Uh, and then you got you know this ongoing battle with kickers all around the NFL, but it's been a problem in Tampa Bay for two or three years. And Kat, they thought they solved it with Canton Zero, you know, who kicked for Arizona last year. Uh, it would kick pretty well, but to miss an extra point, uh, which, you know, uh, led to overtime in, in a way, if they, they, I'm sure the Browns would have uh, gone for two if they had to, but the, um, and then for him to come back and kick a 59 yarder after missing, you know, the 40, a 40 yarder to win it. Uh, it was pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. So. The 59 yarder was, and you know, it, it, oh. it, you know, the old cliche, it would have been good from 65. Um, it, it, it definitely cleared 10 feet over the, over the bar, right? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, you know, he he missed a you know field goal and an extra point prior to that, um, and so you got to think his job's in jeopardy. But I, I guess there's redemption with a 59 yarder with three minutes to go in overtime. At, at, yeah, at least another week. Um, <laughs> at least another week. Yeah, yeah and a lot He's of practice. Still, but still, look, it, it was a game that, um, you know, look the, the the Browns got it inside the four yard line yep. uh, and had four cracks and and you know I did not like the call to have Baker Mayfield sneak. Baker Mayfield is barely six foot. Yeah, um, you know he's not Cam Newton. Um, you have Nick Chubb in the backfield, and obviously you have Nick Chubb that you're believing in because you're um, you just got rid of you know of your your starting running back and traded him off to uh, to Jacksonville in the middle of the week, which was yeah. kind of a surprising surprising move. But they 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 didn't score there. Uh, now they did, you know, return that punt and and score to tie it. Um, yeah, but a game that is, is the four, what's fourth overtime for the Browns this year. Yeah, in seven Ooh. games, right? That's that's wow. amazing. <laughs> so, I mean, they had a chance so, to be three, two, and two. A real good chance. Shows, to be three. Yeah, um, kind of shows they're they're up. close. Yeah, they're they're definitely close. They're super competitive, which is uh, way more than you could say in the past. Um, how about the yeah. London game? Talk, talk about the Titans. Mm. Yeah. Uh, why? Why not play for the tie there and just keep playing? What you know? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I like, the, I like the decision to go for two. I hated the play call. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't call. like the play call. Yeah. yeah, I don't mind going for two. I'm kind of with you. And I was listening to it. the uh, announcers. They they had them reeling. They dominated the second half. Go to overtime. Keep going. Um, but I didn't hate the go for two. Uh, but yeah, that I thought the play call was awful. So the Chargers are now five and two, right? They're going to be a game behind the Chiefs. Is that your um, LA Chargers? Yeah, no, not not my LA Chargers. <laughs> but and I'm watching. Uh, oh, it's now thirty-eight to seven. It's getting worse. Yeah, yes, oh, dominating city. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Um, you know that that loss to the to the Steelers last week could be one of those losses that the Bengals look back on and say that's when our season kind of got away from us. You know they yeah. they they had the win and then they gave it up at the end. Um, to a team that they just cannot get over the hump on, you know, and and they're now just getting killed by Kansas City, which is obviously you know smarting off of a 
a very tough loss to to a you know to, to the Patriots last week. Um, speaking of the Patriots, um, oh, they go yeah. into Soldier Field um, and run up and down the, the the field, give up a lot of points. Um, did you see that Trubisky was the leading passer and the leading rusher in that game? Yeah. At one point when I was listening to the game, he was he had more rushing yards and passing yards. <laughs> you know, like late in the first quarter. Six um, carries, 81 yards, uh, 26 of 50 for 333. Well, he got 60 of it on that last play, that 353. Yeah. yeah so. Which was which was a which was a a like a home run in a 30 in a, in a 14 to, to one game, you know, where you have the home run, you know. Um <laughs> it was close. I mean, um it's you know, if the guy can make one guy miss, uh yeah. he falls in the end zone and they're tied and they're going to overtime. So it was close, but you know, it's it I, you don't you don't fault him. He threw the ball as far as he could, really. Yeah. Uh, with he, pressure. He had a guy right in his with face. Pressure. But here's the thing that I just I see over and over again in college and pro. When it's thirteen when it's third and fourteen, when it's third and nine, and you run a underneath route like six yards and you're <laughs> nine yards from the line of from the first down mark, it just drives me crazy. Or when a guy runs a route and he's and he literally is two or three yards short of the line. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you're you're not gonna get the you're not going to get the thing. Um, Bills score a whopping five points. Um, they are not good. Uh, <laughs> Lions are three and three, um, and, and not um, not too far back in that in that division because I think the Vikings are four two and one. Um, so who knows? Um, Pack had the week off after their Monday night victory, uh, which I don't mm-hmm. think anyone doubted that was going to happen. Right when when Aaron Rodgers got the ball back with a minute fourteen and one timeout. That was that was amazing. It was. <laughs> yeah. uh, Panthers beat the Eagles. Eagles are now uh, losing record. Not just um, it, it was seventeen it was nothing. Seventeen nothing going to the fourth quarter, and they and seventeen. Cam leads three scoring drives to be twenty one. Wow. Beat them twenty one seventeen. Yeah. That's bad for the Eagles. That's bad. a bad loss. And that yeah. was in Philly, right? Yep, it was in Philly. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Uh, Jaguars just unbelievably laying an egg. Uh, again at home to a to a division team you know they 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 absolutely laid a dud against the titans uh another dud against the texans um just not what they want to do in a what is what is a probably the worst division in the nfl um top to bottom blake, blake bortles is what we thought he was yes close enough <laughs> my best denny green right? isn't it isn't it funny though like this week six i think we're in how everything's settling in. Um, remember the Dolphins started out hot. Jacksonville started out hot. The Lions started off terrible. Um, the Patriots struggled a little. And it's, you know, it's just, it's just settling in. Teams are, are showing, you know, showing their true colors. Yeah. 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 You can't hide, uh, you can hide in a, a game or two, but after six, seven games, your true self's going to come out. Yeah. The Saints, the Saints Drew Brees continues his, his magical – uh, career uh, throws his 500th career TD pass after becoming the all-time leading uh, passing yard yardage leader in uh, game last week. Um, <clears throat> they 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 win at the end again uh, in true Saints fashion, right? They this team just finds a way to you know look. There's there's three or four quarterbacks right now I think in the NFL that you don't want to give the ball to with time on the clock, and that's right. Brady, Rodgers, and and Breeze. Well, even better, Sean is he had never he that's Baltimore was the only team he'd never beaten in the in the other. Oh, is that right? Yeah. And speaking of kickers, it ties back. Um, Baltimore missed an extra point to 
put it into overtime. Justin Tucker had never missed, never missed an extra point, and he missed it. Career. 30, 30 seconds left. They tried the onside kick, didn't get it. 24 yep. 23 Saints. Yeah. That's amazing. So, mm. real quick, where does Breeze rank in the greatest quarterbacks of all time? Uh, Is he like in the, he's not in the top five, right? He, he's got to be up there, but I, he's weird. not top five, but he, he, I'd say top 10, 15 for sure. Even though he's going to obliterate probably every record. Yeah. Yep. He's going to, he's going to hold every record when he stops because he's going to play yeah. another year or two. So he'll have yardage. He'll have touchdowns. He'll have everything. He'll only have one Super Bowl. but, but what a Super Bowl, right? Yeah. To, to, to what it did for New Orleans was amazing. So he's gonna he's gonna have by by records he'll be number one, but I don't think anyone's gonna, no one's gonna put him up there. Brady, I don't know. I know five 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 Super Bowls. How do you do that? Brady Manning, um, Elway, Marino. Maybe you could do it against put him against Marino. Um, Rogers is gonna play for a long time. Who knows what he does? Right. Yeah. Brett Favre. Do you put him ahead of Favre? Yes. Do you really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's he's gonna pass Favre. He's yeah. gonna pass Favre in all the records. So I put him ahead of Favre because Favre had one, right? Yeah. One. You put him ahead of Manning. No, he had more than one. I think maybe mm-hmm. well, two max if he had two. But yeah. you put him ahead of Manning, Peyton, Eli, Eli. Even though Eli has more Super Bowls. Yeah, but way ahead of Eli. Yeah. Uh, it's tough, 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 tough to put in front of Peyton. He's got two. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's which is weird because Breeze is this. You know, Roethlisberger. I don't think would be. He's got two. He's got two, though. Yeah, but his his numbers aren't there. I mean, Breeze is, you know, the numbers are insane. He's going to put up, yeah. right? He's going to have every record. Y.A. Tittle? Do you put him up? <laughs> Johnny Unitas? Uh, <laughs> Sid Luckman? Uh, let's keep Bernie going. Bernie Kosar? I mean, come on. <laughs> let's go on and on and on. Tim Tebow? Okay. Gino Toretta? Okay, sorry. Um, Cowboys, uh Miss a field goal at the end. Uh, did you see how? Did you see that end of that game? Yep. Uh, I missed it. Forty-seven yard field goal. Uh, the offensive lineman moves. They push it back to fifty-two yards. The guy clanks it off the off the goalpost. Would have um, gone through at forty-seven for would sure. Would have gone through at forty-seven. Yeah, for sure. Um, Rams Rams extend their unbeaten streak to seven and zero. Champagne sits on ice in Miami for one more week at least. Yes. Um, that game, you know, I just I, Rams. Rams Chiefs, I believe, is 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 a Mexico City game. Yeah. Oh, well, in week eleven, um, I'm not sure. I'll look um, it up. Yeah, Rams play Rams play a Rams play someone in week nine. Um, I forget who they play in week nine. Yeah, a, I, I oh, Rams it. Rams Saints. Um, Rams play the Saints in week nine, and then they play the Chiefs yeah. in week eleven. Well, that that I don't know about that. They play. Uh, are they play in LA or in New Orleans. Let me find that for you because that makes a difference. Now oh, they're playing in the dome. Um, yeah, against New Orleans. And then week that'll 11. Be a, that'll be a flex Sunday night football game, right? I, yeah. I got to think that'll be a Sunday night football game. That'll be a must see TV right there. Right. And then week that, 11, be, that, could be a, that could be a 44 yeah. to. And then night Monday, night, Monday night, Chiefs, Rams, uh, November 19th. That's a great. That's going to be. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So. So right now, you know, I think if you had to pick your final four right now, I think you you know you look at uh, Patriots and and Chiefs, and you look at Saints and and Rams, and and all those teams will have played during the season, uh, and and the Patriots, you know, if if the Chiefs fall one more time, Patriots have home field advantage, right? Right. Off the off the head to head. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, boys. 
Yeah. Fun, fun week. A lot of stuff to talk about. Um, and, and next week it's, it's just going to be even better because we got the world series uh, and we got hockey and, and basketball uh, hitting on full stride. So uh, maybe we'll have Shea back with us if the timing works out. Uh, let's go around the horn, find out what's going on this week. Todd, tell me what's up. Um, for the only the fourth time, the EPL has three undefeated teams after nine games. So for only the fourth time in modern era. So you have Liverpool, Chelsea and Manchester City. So um, it's just getting going. Nine games. I think they play about 35. But uh, anyway, always fun to watch. Business as usual, Sean. Um, nothing too earth-shattering going on this week other than, um, you know, making calls and, and closing jobs. So looking forward to it. And um, that's about it. Looking Again, looking forward to a fun sports week. And we also didn't mention Brooks Kepka. Well, got his fifth uh, title today. I don't know if you guys knew that. Um, golf's so weird after they have this, like, I guess this is like what the silly season, if you will, but no, it's, it's the 2000 years calendar, right? I no, mean, it's, it's the 2019 season. They start. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. Well, they did kind of fix that. Right. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Hey, good for these guys who are trying to make some money and, and grind it out. But I, you really, I don't pay attention usually till what Hawaii, um, when they start playing those Sony opens, but anyway, yeah. great week this week. Looking forward to the sports uh, next week, Sean. Thanks for, you know, with that with that tour championship week, that uh, that'll be mostly TV with Tiger in the field back in uh, Kapalua. Right, it'll be interesting to to see that. Bill, what's going on with you? Uh, enjoy the the conversation with Andy Kaufman. Um, I don't think I've ever chatted with him at any of the events. Um, seems like a really down to earth guy. Really nice guy. He's married to Ginger Wilcox. Yeah, I, I knew that. Yeah, so uh, good guy, and really um, kind of one of those real analytical kind of guys, right? Just kind of yeah. looking, at, looking at numbers and. And it just did some great stuff uh, to get to get uh, the bar camp movement going. That was kind of neat. And uh, this week, it's going to be Rachel Height. Rachel Height is a, a social media, like a business development specialist with uh, Finance of America Mortgage. I don't know if you know her. She's from North uh, Northern Virginia, Shenandoah Valley. I do know the name. Yep. Yeah. So she she was at that Realtor.com event. And was really handling a lot of. She's really kind of like you, Sean. She's she's fast on the tweet and fast on the Instagram post when she's at those conferences. So I had a nice conversation with her. She's really bright, uh, doing some cool stuff. So I she's my guest uh, guest one sixty four. And then I'm recording an episode Monday with Stephanie Chumley for episode one sixty five. So nice. Uh, well, yeah. Depeche, well, mode lead in music. I will uh, not lead in, but I will say, what's up with Depeche Mode? I'm just—that's my question. I'm going to give her. <laughs> let her. Let her. Uh, riff. Maybe scared of the answer, Bill. I may be. Uh, look, I know she runs the Depeche Mode Facebook business page for them, hmm. right? Did you know that, Sean? I did not. Wow. Yeah, I think she's the admin on that page. She is a a fan, big time, full blown fan. Yeah. Full blown. Awesome. Yeah. So that's it. Oh, and uh, I'm doing a, a, a Ari Bar Camp. A very small one oh, okay. for the uh, Royal Palm Coast Realtor Association. It's at a bar. <laughs> That's how small it is. Nice. So uh, just a two and a half hour session, uh, a couple of breakouts. They want me to come moderate. I said, yeah, absolutely. So Good. Good for you. Yeah, I'll be fun. Always fun. Always yeah. fun. I got one coming up in Dayton at, uh, next month. Perfect. Yeah, November 15th. So cool. Um, good. Well, I had a great week in Iowa. Um, fun time with our, our buddy Stephanie Sersland and, and her team and Got to go up to Cedar Rapids for a day and Iowa City for uh, three and a half days and some unbelievable Iowa craft beers. Shout out to Toplin Goliath and Big Grove and um, uh, Back Pocket and some some really fun ones uh, in town there. 
But, but you did you did find time to present, right? I did find time yeah, to present. Okay. Did, did a lot of one-on-one workshops with yeah. Stephanie's uh, people, um, helping them with their social media games and really kind of encouraging and challenging and inspiring yeah. them to, to, to start telling their story a little more. Um, this week, I'm over to, to Dayton or, or the Midwestern Ohio. It's in Piqua, Ohio, P-I-Q-U-A, Piqua, Ohio, uh, for a class. And I head down to Nashville uh, for the greater Nashville Association of Realtors, Middle Tennessee Convention, where I'll do hmm. a couple sessions down there. And, and then I'm home for a while, Ryan's birthday and uh, next week. And uh, and then got to get some business here in the real estate world. So if anyone out there has any houses to buy or sell in Columbus, Ohio, let me know. <laughs> um, happy happy to help you. But hey, look, shout out to our buddy Shay, who's, who's working hard at the Moda Center tonight uh, for the whoever the, whoever the uh, trailblazers are playing. Um, hope, hope they're doing well. And uh, guys, it's always good talking to you. A little sports, a little life. Uh, hope everything's good with the families. And we'll, uh, we'll look forward to talking to you soon. World Series starts on Tuesday. On behalf of Todd and Bill, I'm Sean Carpenter. Thanks for listening to The Stare Down.